0: M-Class Podcast. I'm Jeff. And I'm Josh. And uh, this is the third one. We actually made it. Uh, it's a trilogy now. It's it's gonna be like a bajillion tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like alien. <laughs> a predator, an alien. It's the same series now. How fucked up is... And we're talking about Star Trek 3, the search <laughs> for Spock, in this episode, before we get off topic already. Yes! This so, if movie, you haven't watched it, pause. Go watch it. Pause it, Go watch it. <laughs> go watch it. And then come mm. back. Yeah. Okay. Did you come back yet? All we'll right. wait. We'll give it another minute. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry up. All right. What were you going to say about this film? This beautiful film? Uh, I watched it yesterday, and I don't remember what happened. Uh-oh. <laughs> I want to say that this movie, right off the bat, we're getting right into it, right away. Okay, right into it. Right off the bat, this movie is like Spock. It's like in between life and death. And <laughs> <laughs> that it has to exist, right? If but you it want Spock back in the series. <laughs> yeah. If you has want to, Spock back in the series, you have to let Leonard Nimoy direct the movie. And yeah. you have to have this story told. We have to let him direct it or he's not going to be in it. That's the that's yeah. the thing. Right off the bat, we're mm. going to get right into it then. We are. Uh, I'm not fucking around this pro- week. I have a problem with the spiritualism of this movie. You have a problem with the spiritualism? And that, okay. like, religion is... Uh, sh- I'm tackling the topics nobody wants to hear. Uh-oh, we just <laughs> lost all of our one subscriber. Welcome to the least popular thing Josh Henderson has ever done. That's, that's M-Class that's Podcast. That I've done many unpopular things. Uh, talk about Star Trek <laughs> seems to be pretty high up there. Especially when you start talking about the reboot movies. Um, then we're going to lose. Which we have a question about. Oh, so nice. So we'll get to I, that in like an hour.
1: I can't um, wait.
0: Religion is shown in Star Trek and it's like treated with a respect, but it's never proven 100% to be right. Yeah, but in this movie it is like the Katra exists completely, and their spiritual like uh, ceremony <laughs> works one hundred percent. Yeah, and but I but they're, I mean, tele- they're telepathic though, so it's like. Telepathy. Yeah, I guess that's true. It's not like it's called the soul, but it's just like the memories and personality. It would be it would be worse if Spock died and like his ghost floated around the Enterprise, (laughs) and then they had like a Vulcan seance, and then he was born again. That would be more religion. This is more like you know, if I had if I knew nothing about Star Trek, that would be a pretty decent plot description of this movie. I think it's a Scooby Doo (laughs) episode where. So the Scooby-Doo gang and the Star Trek gang meet up and have to solve this the ghosts of Spock's dead body mystery. Yeah, I rescind my comment now. You rescind your comment? No! Now that no, Scooby-Doo mean, has gotten involved. But this, that's I a bl- good point. That's a good point because, like, it's very uh... It's very overtly, like, this religion is true. I think it's supposed to be a commentary on Leonard Nimoy's Soul, right? Like he, his soul wasn't in it anymore, right? And then so they he had, had to be perform, reborn. They had to he perform had, the ceremony where they deposited even more money into his bank account. Yeah, the Katra is symbolic of money <laughs> into his bank account. That's, I believe it. There's a whole other level of this movie I didn't know about before now. Yeah, it's about Spock and how he was like, I don't want to do Star Trek anymore. And then, like, he's not in this movie, like, at all. Like, he's in, like, the last ten minutes of this movie. He has, like, four lines or something? He's, he acts like an idiot. Yeah, at the end he's like, ah, You're my friend? Jim? <laughs> we're, we're, we're going all over the map We're right going all over the map. Uh, real quick, though, they say the final lines that Spock and Kirk say to each other, like, six times in this movie. Like, yeah. in perfect sequence every it's, time. It's great, though. Uh, I, I don't care about I'm just gonna go for it. We're not spo- everything in this podcast is spoilers. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I I like how like when they bring him back, uh, he says the lines that he says when he's dying on the on the Enterprise in two. But he doesn't know he said those lines, so it's. He's just saying them as something he's remembered. It's slowly coming to the surface. No, no, because he because he already put his his katra in bones, so he doesn't know that he said that. So he's saying it as himself again, like it's he's like re like that's something that Spock would say. Like he was worried about the ship. He's like the ship, it's safe. Like he's saying the exact thing, but he's I don't I never I never took it as he was remembering he was saying it. I took it as he was becoming himself again, oh, because yeah, that's something he would say. His his actual, like, memories and thoughts and personality, his, like, Katra is coming to the surface slowly, and it's because right. he sees Kirk, his uh, true love. His, <laughs> his true love, who he really hates in real life. <laughs> uh, actually, actually... They ended up up hating each other, like towards the end of uh, Leonard Nimoy's life. But apparently, they were the only—he was the only one who was actually friends with uh, Shatner. Why did they? Why did he wait until the end of his life to hate him? Why didn't he hate him in the middle of his life? Shatner's getting worse as he gets older. (laughs) He's getting a little worse as he gets older. Was he like on his deathbed? And He's like, I fucking hate this guy. (laughs) You know what I hate more than Captain Kirk? Only one thing. (laughs) <laughs>
1: Is that too soon? How long has it
0: been? Uh, six minutes. Oh, you mean how long has it been to be <laughs> I don't know. I like that you knew immediately. Six minutes of this shit. Because <laughs> I have a thing. I'm watching it. I'm producing. Okay, okay. <laughs> let's start at the beginning of this movie. All right, let's start at the Uh-oh. beginning. This movie came out in 1984, directed by Leonard Nimoy for loads of cash. Yeah, like, uh, written in. How produced? much money? Do you know how much? No, you I know? don't. That's that's like I don't a either. secret. It's a secret. I'm sure you can find it. It's a secret because I don't know it. It's a secret it's a to secret me because you don't know. <laughs> it's a secret to everyone. It's just I'm googling. How much did Leonardo? Leonard How much, Leonard. much did Leonardo from the Ninja Turtles make for Star Trek Three? You should see how I'm typing right now. I look like an idiot. <laughs> how much did he get paid for Star Trek Three?
1: Hmm. It's not telling me.
0: It's a secret, man. I'm telling you. It says Nobody on the Wikipedia knows. that it's a secret. You're right. It says it there. It has it blacked out.
1: Yep. It's just redacted. redacted. Yeah. Yep.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it's written and produced by Harv Bennett, who's the voice of the flight con- recorder in the film. <laughs> uh, a little bit of little information for you. No one cares about. <laughs> I like. I think this is a new thing on this show where you should come up with. A factoid that is even more useless than the one before it. I don't know how I'm gonna top that one. That honestly. one's pretty useless. <laughs> I have I appreciate a fun it. one in a few minutes, though. I got a real fun fact coming up. <laughs> you wait for that shit. I'm ready. Uh, the beginning of the movie starts with a flashback to the end of the Wrath of Khan. Which you know what the beginning of this movie reminds me of? The ending of the Wrath of Khan? It does remind me of the ending of the <laughs> Rathagon, because it is that, but it reminds me of the beginning of Tron Legacy, where they do that TV oh, yeah. thing. yeah, It reminded me of that. Maybe they got it from there. I mean, maybe it's... Tron got it from this. Yeah, maybe they time-traveled. Maybe they did. But Tron Legacy, <laughs> I felt like that was like super necessary, since most of the people who were seeing Tron Legacy in the like theaters knew nothing about Tron, yeah. really. No, no. I'd uh, seen Tron, and I do not know anything. I, was I didn't like, I don't really remember. remember much. Yeah. Kind of like this movie. Don't remember <laughs> it. Watched it, like, 19 hours ago. Oh, my God. Does that <laughs> say more about the movie or your memory? It says more about the movie. Because <laughs> I've seen this movie, like... I don't know, like five or six times, like maybe ten times. I think this that says a lot about how much you love Star Trek. That you, I've seen you're not all even these into movies this movie much many You've seen times, it like six times. Well, anytime that sci-fi would have like a marathon on, I'd watch them. Yeah, you gotta watch them in order if you're gonna watch them all. Yeah, uh, I think that flashback is necessary as well, uh, but not as necessary. No, yeah, it's. I, I guess they're tying them together. So if you were dumb and you didn't know that three came after two, maybe you would needed it. Hey, I don't know. Hey, movie audiences, man. Yeah, uh, but it's done a little. It's done way better than it a movie would be done today. Oh yeah. Like it doesn't just play it with no with nothing to tell you that it's a scene from a previous movie. Like this is right. done with like this filter over it, this like music behind it. It looks to it show looks you that this cool. happened in the past. Yeah. You know immediately. You're like, oh, okay. And that scene is, like, probably the scene with the most gravitas in Star Trek history. Yeah, because it's from the good movie. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> but it adds that little bit of gravitas to this movie, which it doesn't really have for a good part of it. For a good part of it? That's generous. Oh, You're being very generous. I'm trying to be nice to Gene Roddenberry's ghost. <laughs> oh, no, man. Gene Roddenberry's ghost is haunting the Enterprise. You gotta get the skibby gang. <laughs> Fucking like old man wharf. <laughs> uh, Kirk and crew have dumped all their dead weight, mm-hmm. and they're heading back to Earth, and everybody's super sad except that one dipshit who asks if there's going to be a party. Wait, who asked them if there's going to be a party? It's just some random guy who isn't even in the other movie. He's just like, Admiral Kirk, is, is there going to be a celebration when we get back? Oh, because they did the, uh, they, they've defeated the Khan. Yeah, and Kirk's like, uh, well, we paid for it dearly in blood, and the yeah. guy doesn't even stop smiling. After he says that, he's like, I'm going to get a party. Dude, what an <laughs> asshole. I don't even remember that. <laughs> he's a huge dick. Probably blanked him out because he was a dick to my my best friend, Captain Kirk. <laughs> Your true love, Captain yeah. Kirk. Until, I won't hate him until my deathbed. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> I fucking hate that guy. God, this guy was a dick my whole life. <laughs> Fuck that guy. So we learn that Captain Kirk and the crew are very sad. Mm-hmm. Because their true love, Spock, is dead. Yeah. And meanwhile, a weird alien with her tits out <laughs> and... Uh, I guess two fat guys. I don't really remember much about them. are on like a weird little spaceship floating around waiting for something. Yeah, this is a weird, this is like a weird, like, I don't know it's why a, this is in this movie, yeah, this the, part. C- the cut to it is like abrupt, and then the whole scene is completely pointless. Except I think maybe to show that Commander Krug is like an asshole. He's yeah, worthless. I think it's to introduce the Klingons because they didn't want to just be like, "And here's some Klingons," but that's kind of exactly <laughs> what this is. It is absolutely here's some Klingons. Yeah, like they they couldn't just have uh, Christopher Lloyd, who's com- is that? Com- that's Commander Krug, right? I don't even know yeah. his name in this. I movie. have written Commander Krug, played by the drunk from Taxi. The drunk from taxi, yeah. Wasted as a Klingon. Not a very good Klingon, in my opinion. No, he's not. Uh, he has, like, shades of the warrior Klingon, but he doesn't yeah. really go too far into he it. He would have made a better Romulan than a Klingon. Oh, yeah, he definitely would have. Should have been the Romulans. This should have been. Well, that the was Romans. the original plan. Oh, it was? Yeah. I didn't know that. I. Th- from what I, eh, I'm not gonna say that. That's probably completely false. We'll get into. we'll, we'll get into like why I think that there are missed opportunities with the Klingons in this movie. Yeah, but Krug blows the ship away, and the three characters that we knew nothing about, including we'll one of about. them that's like a weird alien that I don't even recognize. Yeah, they get blown away. So and sad. We're introduced. <laughs> yeah, it's very sad. We're introduced to Commander Krug and his crew. Here's your fun fact. Oh, I'm ready. Krug's first officer is played by Night Court's John Larroquette (laughs) What? That's John Larroquette? Are you serious? Look it up right now No Put in John Larroquette Klingon I don't know how to spell John Larroquette (laughs) Fuck I'll look it up for you (laughs) What does it do me? You just told me it Look it up for me (laughs) Wait it's spelling it for me It's, It's right here John Larroquette Star Trek I had no idea, dude, that that was John Larroquette. I saw him and I was like, wait a second. (laughs) You recognize that as John Larroquette? You're fucking crazy, man. I said I recognize him as someone. He's popping into the back of my brain like some little twinge is happening. I don't know why I'm surprised because before we started recording, you were talking about how you knew who the boss was from... Uh, perfect strangers. I'm gonna have to start watching what I'm saying around you before we do this podcast. <laughs> you are—you're like three years younger than me, but I think you're actually like 25 years older than me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm—I have the heart and soul of a crotchety old asshole. That's who I am deep inside. I love it. That's why I love it. Uh, the Enterprise docks at a sweet-ass starbase. The starbase. Uh, the one above Earth. It's called Space Dock. Space Dock. It's a really shitty name for a Starface. <laughs> well, they That's also call the the like giant opening doors that lead to space the Space Doors. Space Doors, yeah. So not a whole lot of thought was put into the naming of things no. in this movie. They didn't want to name it after, like I don't know, like Captain Archer or President Archer. They were <laughs> just going to go call, call it Space Dock. That was it. Space Dock. <laughs> and you get to see the Excelsior, which you'll see in every scene of the following series, TNG, Deep Space Nine, I'm they sure they got it's the a lot of, of mileage out of that model. They, they used, used that, that model. A hundred years, at least. Yeah. They kept even making them. The, the Enterprise needs to be shut down after 20, they say in this movie, even yeah. though it's uh, been far longer than 20. Yeah, so they, they have Excelsior that. class ships in uh, DS9. They're throwing them yeah. at the Dominion. Mm hmm. Whenever you see a large group of uh, ships flying around, there's always, like, six Excelsior ships in there. Yeah. That would suck Uh, to be stationed on that one a hundred years after the fact. Oh, man, I'm on this (laughs) rust bucket. Like, (laughs) there's only, like, three types of toilets. I'm obviously, like, a fourth toilet guy. What the hell is this shit? Mm Mm-hmm. It's old shit. It's old shit. Uh, Scotty is intolerant as hell About new technologies And doesn't believe in them He doesn't want to be reassigned So they get back right And then they want to be they, They want to go back out on the Enterprise But they're like no And the Admiralty is like no yeah, he right. the commander of Starfleet. That's sure. his rank, which I I don't think is a rank in anything else. Yeah, I think that they just didn't want to call him an admiral. I don't know why. I don't know. <laughs> he is like the commander of Starfleet. Yeah, like that would be like what that would, what would that be? Like fleet commander? Like Yeah. That's what that would be, right? That, yeah, that would be like fleet commander. Yeah. I don't I don't really remember. I'm sure someone will tell us. <laughs> Uh, oh, real quick, when the Enterprise is docking uh, Yeoman Rand from the original series yeah. a cameo. Oh, cameo. Nice. I thought she was going to be in it, but no. No. She doesn't do anything in the whole movie, ever. <laughs> Much like the original series. Yep. She just, nope, just there. There's her. But There's they- your little, <laughs> there she is. Here she is, people who remember. <laughs> you got your fan service, fuck you off. You sure it wasn't John Larroquette? <laughs> Let me look that up. Yeah, look it up and see if Yeoman Rand was John Larroquette in makeup. No, it just says uh, that this guy over here was John Larroquette. <laughs> you're, anyway. you're holding my fun fact against me, Josh. I'm, I'm impressed, man. I'm impressed that you recognize that as John Larroquette. I, I did not recognize it as John Larroquette. Google told me that. I just well, you recognize that as, as someone. That's yeah. more. That's more than I. I don't How's think I would recognize, recognize John Larroquette if I met John Larroquette and he <laughs> said, "Hi, my name's John Larroquette." <laughs> I just I watched a lot of Night Court. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, on this episode of M Class Podcast, we have a live studio audience. <laughs> a
1: live studio audience. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh, shit. meanwhile yeah spock's quarters have been broken into uh yeah and there's like an alarm goes off, and they're like S- spock's quarters someone's in there my favorite part is that the security officers are standing outside in their stupid uniforms with their space balls outfits yeah they're space balls yeah they're they just the let Kirk walk outfit. in they don't go in with him or anything yeah they're like you're good you can go in <laughs> They're like, we know your fucking history with security officers, Kirk. You go in. Yeah. Yeah. And inside is Bones. Uh Uh-huh. And Bones is uh, rambling about people, places, and things that only Spock would know. Yeah. And Kirk doesn't notice this whatsoever. Yeah, he's like, this is weird, but we'll get him some help. Like, he doesn't (laughs) think, like, maybe some Star Trek shit's going on right now. Because, you know... Look, he's home. He's tired of all this shit. He just got back from burying his best friend on a planet. He's t- tired and sad. Yeah, that's that's his whole life after this point. <laughs> he's tired and sad. It's everybody's <laughs> life, really. So then they all kinda like get like a vacation, right? And then they all go to uh they go to Captain Kirk's house for a party. They go to his apartment, right? Yes. And then they, they're like, We're gonna party like it's Twenty-four ninety-nine, and then uh, Sarek shows up. Sarek is, basically walks in and says, "Bitches, leave." Yeah, he's like, "Get the fuck." out <laughs> And everybody's out. Yep. And, and he he, he, he sort of like tears into Kirk a little bit, like he's, yeah. he's a little angry for. He's a little, little mad. Thing. Yeah, he gets a little Vulcan mad. Yeah. Which is the scariest mad? When a guy who can't get mad suddenly gets mad. Yeah, they've been holding that shit in there for like I don't know. They live for like 250 years. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sarek is still alive in the next generation, and who knows how fucking old he was in TOS. Yeah, he's old as shit. He's an old man. Uh, <laughs> oh, before that. Yeah, what happened? Did I skipped something. Oh, that's fine. That's <laughs> fine. Uh, Commander Krug, su- like. They delivered a video to him. The yeah. boob lady and her friends delivered a video of Kirk explaining everything about the Genesis device to a screen for some yeah, reason. Yeah, they get this like, top secret information somehow, right? Yeah, that's not necessary to explain, I guess, even though it's. Uh, yeah. That seems like it might be an exciting story. I don't know. Yeah, that might have been good to be in the movie. That might have been a neat part. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, these people we don't know die, and Krug has this tape. And so he learns everything about the Genesis device, like, right after we learn that no one's supposed to have said anything about it ever. Right. So good job. Yep. And Krug (laughs) wants to seize the Genesis device because he fucking hates human beings, and he wants uh, Klingon worlds for the Klingons. Yeah, he wants like he wants a nuke basically. He wants a space yeah, nuke. Yeah. He thinks of it as just a giant planet destroyer. It's because, just a weapon, right? Cuz he's yeah. a Klingon. Which it sort of is, like it oh, doesn't, yeah. like doesn't they, that's one of the big things in the motion picture. They're like if this falls into the wrong hands, we're fucked. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> Commander Krug is the wrong hands. Yeah, he's pretty he's pretty bad. He he vaporizes his his friend. Yeah, just uh, his friend blows up a ship. He tells him to blow up and he shoots him. He wants the engines disabled. Yeah, and, he, and then the guy blows up the ship, and he says, "You fucking idiot! I, what'd you do?" And he said, like, "It's a lucky shot." And then he, then he's like, "How do you oh, know yeah? this? How do I know this? They spoke this in Klingon." <laughs> yeah, I can understand Klingon. Holy shit! <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Learning I'm doing this whole podcast in Klingon, but I'm running it through a translator, so it oh, sounds like English. Oh, okay. You're answering like our email questions before we even get there, but Yeah, because I know I know what kinda I know what kind of fans we have. I know what the <laughs> questions I'm also telepathic, so I know. There you go. Telepathic Klingon. I put my katra inside a mic in case I die. <laughs> He's gonna take me to Mount Saleya. There we go. <laughs> so then we meet the USS Grissom, which is the ugliest spaceship in the fleet. Yeah. By far. Yeah, it's like a science ship, and they're all, like, stubby, chody ships. Yeah, chody is a great word. I like, the, I like the Nebula-class ships, though, in TNG. They're cool. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, Savik and David Marcus are there, but Savik's looking a wee bit different. Savik uh, had to go do Cheers, yeah. so now... Other Savick is look, here. all that action in the Wrath of Khan can change a woman <laughs> into another woman. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she went and did like she got the Ponfar in the meantime and just like effed a whole lot and so, got so real she skinny. Up, seriously, <laughs> <laughs> I mean she just fucked herself real skinny. Because this Savick is like like not that Kirstie Alley's thick, but this Savick's real thin. Bony face. I would say bony face. She's got a very bony face, sunken cheeks. Yeah. Uh, take that, yeah, Take that, whoever the actor is. Actor I have is no who idea played. who that was, but... It was John Larroquette. It was John Larroquette in makeup. He played many roles in this movie. <laughs> uh, they, uh, they discover Spock's photon torpedo coffin tube is on the Genesis planet. Yeah. And they get some life signs and they want to go down but uh captain whoever the fuck his name is is against it. Yeah. For literally no reason. He's the just The captains like, in this in this are the biggest pussies yeah. ever. Is it just if you become the captain of the Enterprise you have balls of steel or something? I don't know. I don't know if if, if it's on purpose as like a I don't know. I I I have a hard. I I find it hard to believe that every captain in Starfleet is like I don't know what to do. (laughs) Like, what do you do all day then? Sorrell wasn't like that. No, he wasn't like that. But then he did kill himself. He did kill himself. (laughs) Uh, Fun fact. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> Another the, one? The first officer on uh, the Excelsior is oh played god. by some guy whose name I don't know, but he was the dickheaded little uh, Like go getter in Robocop that was trying to take Dick Jones' job. Oh my god. You're a fucking font of information. I don't know what's wrong with my brain, man, that I know all this shit. You should here it be is. Like a tri- you should be on a trivia team. <laughs> this is incredible. <laughs> uh, I recognize Robocop's my favorite movie. I didn't know that. Yeah. Robocop. Star Trek three. Isn't your favorite movie? No. We'll get into why in a little bit. We have to take a break. (laughs) Oh no. So we'll get into it after the break. All right. We'll be back. All that they've loved. All that they've fought for. All that they've stood for. Will now be put to
1: the test. Star Trek three. The search for Spock. The word, sir. The word is no. I am therefore going anyway. You do
0: this, you'll never sit in the captain's chair again. Engage auto systems. Clear all moorings. Cleared, sir. One quarter impulse power. Someone is stealing the enterprise. And we're back in. Yes. And so they find the coffin on the planet's surface. And they read a life sign on the surface. They're like, yeah. there's something down there. Which shouldn't have happened. Yeah, because it only makes like flor it only makes flora. Like yeah. plants, right? Yeah, no the fauna. Genesis, no fauna. They put that there later. That's the plan. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Meanwhile, Kirk has that party. Sarek shows up, tells everybody to fuck off. And there's like a really like, uh, the whole scene with Sarek is pretty tense and it's well done. It is well done. And there's like some really interesting cinematography. Yeah. In that scene, like with the fire in the background. Yeah. Uh I've never seen an old person's mouth that close up before. It's yeah, like they, a, it's like a mountainside with all they the get, crags. They get really close to Kirk's like eye, like his yeah. right his left eye or something if I remember. Like like you think he's going to cry, like and you're like waiting for it, you know. <laughs> you see it get a little wetter, but It's it's a no little water ever comes down. But, yeah, it's Captain Kirk does not cry. Captain Kirk's a man. <laughs> mhm. <laughs> Who's the real Vulcan, am I right? (laughs) (laughs) Sarek explains the Katra to Kirk. Yep. And say that they need to find who Spock mind-melded with. Yeah, uh, because he says, like, my son wouldn't... He would have found a way. Because the reasoning is, like, weird. Because, like, he's, like, too important or something. And it's like, what? And it's like, are we, like, bleeding in, like, the 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 reality of of Leonard Nimoy being too important to Star Trek into the movie at this point you know that's a like, good point there's really no reason why Spock should come back at this yeah, point besides people miss him a lot but he's a Vulcan why would that matter yeah I mean he, he I mean you have to have Spock like so yeah. I think that's what they were saying right? nobody's like gonna watch important. the rest of the series if Spock isn't in it like but certainly not five he makes five the like a watchable movie we'll get there. <laughs> We'll get there. Uh, So Kirk uses, like, I don't know, like, two VHS machines to dub back to when uh, in the previous movie. Kirk goes and buys a VHS copy of Star Trek II and starts watching it (laughs) on his computer. And he rewinds back to when Bones gets the Katra. Yeah. And he says, son of a bitch. Kirk looks directly into the camera and swears (laughs) to bring Spock back. I'm gonna get him back. (laughs) Like, he looks directly into my eyeballs when he says that. (laughs) (laughs) So Savik and David go down to the planet's surface. Mm, Yes, we're cutting back. There's a really cool, like, creature effect of these weird little manta ray monsters crawling around in goo. Yeah, they're like these little, like... I don't they, they say that they're like evolved like bacteria. Yeah. Like so like the planet's like accelerating evolution, basically. Yeah, which was not supposed to happen. David doesn't reveal yeah. why at this point. Not not not, not good. <laughs> uh but shit is happening that should not be happening. Yep. They think the life sign they were looking for is those goo monsters, but dun-dun-dun. They open it up and there's nothing in it. Spock's coffin is empty, baby. (laughs) The mystery deepens. Uh Uh-oh. And then they hear, like, what I said was a Sasquatch. They hear a Sasquatch sound. (laughs) it's like it's, this roar like this giant monster like King Kong is just over the bend it's scary it's like if I heard that in the woods I'd be like we're getting out of here like is that supposed to be Spock yeah I think it's him like transforming maybe I guess and he's, but he's like <laughs> and
1: it's
0: like what the <laughs> fuck it's, that's what I thought that was my exact thought when it happened what the fuck yeah <laughs> what is that ew get, let's go like, beam us what, up Yeah. let's just leave this planet So Kirk decides he needs to get his ship back. Yep. Goes and talks to the Admiral in command of Starfleet, the Starfleet Commander. (laughs) That's for dummies who don't know what an Admiral is. (laughs) He goes to ask him if he can get the Enterprise back, and he ain't hearing it. Yeah, no, he's like he's he's like super not hearing it for whatever reason because no, the movie. No, he gives needs like a happen. long speech about how Kirk is going to destroy his career, and he's yeah, like he, rambling but, like a madman. But there's like no reason. The reason, like the, the the reason, sort of that they give is that he they can't go back there because it's top secret, and they're only going to let the scientists go back. And it's like, okay, we already know about it. We were there, but it's like, well, yeah, like what's it gonna like? It doesn't matter. Like I already. I made it. I like created it. <laughs> like yeah, it's my fault it exists. I yeah. should be able to go back there. Yeah. But Kirk goes anyway because he's Kirk. Yeah, and it's this crazy plan, like this like oh, multi-leveled. Yeah. And it heist all comes job. off without a hitch because it's a movie. Oh, and it, but it's the it's the crew. They know, man. They know how to They get work together heist so done. well. Yeah. They um, drive Mini Coopers through <laughs> Italy and then they get their shit back. <laughs> it's a reference nobody's gonna get (laughs) i Uh, hope so (laughs) they remade it a couple years ago really (laughs) (laughs) why (laughs) you didn't know that no i didn't know they remade that a couple years ago yeah what's his name is in it how many couple years ago are we talking about here i don't know 2006 okay i know that one i know that one exists Oh, oh! You thought? Oh, no, no! There's not a there's not a third. There's like remake a previous one. I know that, but I thought they yeah. like remade the remake. I no, was no, like, no! What? Okay, no. Uh, none of that mattered to this podcast whatsoever. So if you tuned out, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's only natural. McCoy goes to a bar where they're playing holographic Tie Fighter for the arcade. They're playing an Atari. Yeah. <laughs> there's Tribbles there too, so that place yeah. is fucked. Yeah, like, I was like, did they neuter those tribbles? Like, how are those tribbles not just, like, multiplying like crazy? I don't know. But they're like, get it? Tribbles. Do you remember? remember? Do you remember? remember this? Remember this thing from Star Trek? So I do. McCoy meets the most <laughs> annoying alien in the history of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. Uh, he's pretty annoying. I, I hated of, him. I'm thinking of, like, Neelix. Yeah, Neelix is pretty much the most annoying. Yeah, so this guy's number two. And you know what? Thank God that the Borg ripped his planet apart because... (laughs) There's no more of those fuckers to deal with. They're annoying as shit. Uh, (laughs) Genocide's fine in Josh's book. (laughs) I I just went ahead and said that for you. I know you meant it. Uh, (laughs) But McCoy tries to book a, a ship Illegally, And Federation yeah. Security catches him immediately. Yeah, they're, like, watching him. They catch him absolutely immediately, lock him up. They're going to send him to the funny farm. Which is crazy because it's Star Trek. Yeah, shouldn't they just be able to, like, fix his brain box? They don't even, like, send him to a doctor. They're like, you're crazy. We're like, going to send you to the nut house. They don't even send him anywhere where they could maybe find out what's going on. They're like, fuck it. <laughs> You're getting locked away, old man. Yeah, this guy's one of our greatest heroes. Just fucking lock him up. Yeah. (laughs) This guy saved the galaxy like a hundred times. Put him away. (laughs) So Kirk and Sulu come to break him out. Yep. Sulu punks out a giant man with some sweet judo moves. Sulu beats up uh, Jesse Ventura (laughs) from uh, from Running Man. That was him played uh, by John (laughs) Larroquette. Kirk tells Bones what's going on, and they escape together, but a uh, fun fact about that scene, oh, John Larroquette is not in it. <laughs> um, the the giant guy says, uh, he calls Sulu tiny, Yeah. and uh, George Takei was 1,000% against that line being in the movie, and really? he had it taken out so bad that he almost quit because of it. Yeah, yeah. And it turns out that when he saw the screening with that in it, he realized that if uh, the guy didn't call him tiny, him beating him up would have make way too vicious. Yeah. It's it's funny it works because he says that and then Yeah. Like that's it. Yeah, and then why he shows him he's not tiny. Fucks it's almost like it's almost like uh, uh, George Shakai is not a writer. Almost. <laughs> and should almost. keep maybe his mouth shut when he's Uh-oh. acting like Sulu. <laughs> Hopefully he's not a fan. He's not amongst our. I 90 know he's fans. definitely a fan, so he's gonna be really mad um, amongst our ninety listeners. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so a young idiot starts calling Uhura old, which is the worst thing you can do to yeah, Uhura. Uhura's on like so she gets stationed on purpose on like a like a listening post, like in space dock, right? Like just yeah. like a communications job. That has a transporter room, like built into it, as well. for some Yeah, reason. maybe she, maybe it's like a transporter, like hub or something. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, she she pulls a like a phaser on him and starts talking like a loon. Oh, she gets dude. She's so hot in this scene. Like I was like, oh my god, <laughs> I love you. Like I was like, oh my god, Michelle Nichols. Oh, yeah. Like, well, I was into it. I Michelle like, Nichols had that going for her. She always did. She's beautiful. She is. And she makes that guy go into a closet. Yeah. Uh, He's like, I'm ready. I want some excitement. And she's like, Be careful what you wish for, kiddo. (laughs) And then she pulls his pants down and slaps him on the ass and kicks him into a closet. It got a little weird for a minute, but it fit the tone. Not to me, it didn't. Uh she talks like a loon at him. As a matter of fact, from the outside looking in, like if you're not watching this movie from the viewpoint of the cast, of like the crew of the Enterprise, they yeah. all seem like a bunch of senile old nut jobs that have like lost their minds. Yeah, they kinda they kinda go off the off the handle real quick. But like I, I don't know, like I always sort of took it as like they were just sick of Starfleet shit. Because Starfleet's getting like real weird in this in this movie. Like they're they're just like afraid to do anything. It's like they got dumped yeah. by their girlfriend and they don't they can't like <laughs> they're just like I don't know like they don't know how to do it like they can't do it like I don't I don't know like don't, like weird, the captain like, of the Excelsior is like a like a, a pirate <laughs> and he's a real obnoxious like British pirate. Yeah, I don't. It's, like it's done it. on it's done on purpose though, so you don't feel like the heroes are being criminals. Yeah, you see how like ineffectual Starfleet is. Yeah, Starfleet's become like useless. Like it's like a, I don't know. Like you get mad a little bit. It, it could have been done better, but you get a yeah. little bit mad about like you're like, what are they doing? Like let them let them do it. You know, it gets a little like caught up in bureaucracy and everything, and yeah, you just cut tape. through that red tape by yeah. stealing. Yeah. yeah, steal a starship. <laughs> Which apparently is easy to do. It's super easy, as long as you have <laughs> Scotty, who can just make doors open magically, and he makes like a program that like runs the ship basically, which is kind of like a writing wave the wave the wand wave the hand oh, yeah. of like well we don't need a crew, which like who, like what would you need really anyway like to like I mean what would you need to like steer like a uh, like an aircraft carrier. Probably just a couple people, right? I don't know. I don't know anything about that. Actually, <laughs> now that you mention it, people who have driven aircraft carriers, <laughs> write in. Yeah, please write in and tell us. <laughs> I know you're out I'm there. I'm sure there's a lot of them listening <laughs> to this. A lot of twelve-year-old aircraft carrier pilots. Twelve-year-old. <laughs> Twelve-year-olds don't like this shit. <laughs> so they steal. They steal the Enterprise thanks to Scotty being a great thief, as all Scots are. Mm-hmm. And. My favorite moments of acting, uh, comedic acting, in most of these movies happens when they're heading towards the space door, and it won't open. It won't open, and everyone has <clears throat> this legitimate look of terror on their faces. They're <laughs> like not They didn't think about this one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're not overacting like in the motion picture when they were scared for no reason. Yeah. There, it's just this regular level of oh shit, we fucked up. Please Uh-oh. open, please yep. open. <laughs> yep. like they, it's, yep. <laughs> but and they get out. They Scotty open the door. Sabotages the Excelsior. Yeah, well, the Excelsior. We have to talk about the Excelsior because the Excelsior, for whatever reason in this movie, they decided to make the Excelsior have this thing called trans warp. Yeah, which is faster than warp drive. Which makes no sense. Which makes no sense because. You don't need it. It's unnecessary. It's like they they overthought it. Like instead of making the Excelsior just a new ship that was bigger and better than the Enterprise, which they all love and we all love, they had to like kick it up a notch. And, it had like, to have something that they could say it had right, that right. the Enterprise didn't. But because why it was did like, they have to choose trans warp, which later like the the Borg ha- like the Borg have that later, mm-hmm. but. So now they have to like go and retcon this whole transwarp idea which they have since done yeah. by saying like it's it's the I think they call it the great failed experiment or the great failure or something cuz mm-hmm. like they like the federation just couldn't get it to work and like but in this movie, it's, like, implied that, like, Scotty, like, sabotages it. And that's why they never figure it out. Yeah. They I weren't really thinking too far in the future with this movie. No, they were. They I were guess not. I can't blame them for that. But it, it just seemed like an unnecessary step further. Yeah, it's it's it reminded me a lot of, like, and again, we'll get into it when we talk about the new movies. But it reminded me of the new movies where they were just... Something just gets put in because... They just say something with no right. thought behind it. It's this has no reason the trans-warp drive always makes me think when i see this movie now it makes me think of the soliton wave from tng oh the surf the surf wave yeah, yeah where they're always trying to figure out a way to go faster than warp but right. they already had that shit in this movie yeah like yeah they, every now and then something like that crops up and you're like you don't need to do that because like we like <laughs> you can just make the universe in- immense because it is like you don't have to Explain a distance in space to us uh, to like a weekly TV show because no, we don't need to know that stuff. And like, there's nobody at home. Well, I don't want to say there's nobody at home, there might have been somebody I mean, charting space by what people are saying. Well, there are like f- like maps of star, like of the Federation and yeah, the Klingon. But like, there are maps, nobody's of charting that. them based on what people are saying on the show, like at home by themselves, right? Like, like that stuff uh, is official online. Right, like you you know that Vulcan is near Earth and Andor is near Earth and like all that stuff, but like you don't when they're when they're out in the in the uh the the final frontier, like it doesn't matter where they are cuz like who cares, you know? Yeah, they're charting those places themselves and right. everything. Like it could be any distance and it doesn't really matter. Right. So you don't need to make it you don't need to get there faster. You're, the show is already there, you yeah. know. Uh, so the Excelsior fucks up because of Scotty. And then we flip over to uh, Savik and, and David. Not Data, he's not in this. I wish. Savik and David wandering the frozen wilds of Genesis until they find a the little baby Spock. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that's fun. They, uh, <laughs> that's fun. Oh boy, a baby. Yay. Um, <laughs> I did want to point out that I absolutely fucking love the special effects of a disruptor hitting somebody. Yeah. Their body, like, dissipating violently. Yeah, like, like uh, I was watching it with Mike, and we were saying how that was really cool, like, how it they vaporized. Like, yeah. I don't know. There's it's a lot visually of... Visually really cool looking. There's cool special effects in this movie. Oh, yeah. I, I wrote that down later, like, when the Genesis planet's being destroyed, there's a lot of cool miniatures. Yeah. And, spe- and practical effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Does Commander- the ship get the ship? Does the, the science ship gets blown up? Right? Yeah, the Grissom uh, gets exploderated. Well, they well they they call up uh, uh, David and Savick call up and say, "Hey, we found a baby, and we think it's Spock." And the captain's like, ah, I don't know what to do. Uh, a baby, <laughs> leave it to die or bring it back? I they're don't like, know. They're like, we gotta call Starfleet. <laughs> like they don't know like what to do. And and I think Sarek's like, it's Spock. <laughs> yeah, like if could you imagine being the guy back at Starfleet that has to field all these stupid fucking questions from the Grissom? Like, oh, yeah. we found a baby on the planet. What should we do? Yeah. Uh, beam it up. Are you retarded? Yeah, it's a baby. Prime directive. Applies. <laughs> uh, so Kurg destroys the Grissom, or his, his dude destroys him. He kills him, he beams Gr- down, I and said immediately- yesterday when I was watching it, the Grissom goes up in flames just like the man it was named after. <laughs> you can look that one up if you don't know about history. That's a smart joke. Thank you. That's clever. <laughs> uh, Kurg, uh, Krug... Mm-hmm. Beams down. I misspelled his name throughout most of my notes. That's fine. Kru- it doesn't matter Klingon. what his name is. Klingon man. It Christopher Lloyd beams down. I literally didn't know what his name was until you said it. He bef- immediately starts fighting a worm monster, which is super classic Klingon. He strangles it, which is <laughs> awesome. Uh, and we learn that the planet is aging rapidly in bursts, and Spock is aging along with it. And it's because yeah. David is the worst scientist in the universe. David is is, like, if Jim Kirk was a scientist. <laughs> he's just like, I'm gonna use this shit that's completely outlawed and yeah. has never worked in history. It'll make it better. Yeah, he's like, I use proto-matter. And she's like, you idiot. That shit is fucking crazy. Like, no one understands it. Did you just put it in for fun? He just, he was like, I don't know. He <laughs> <I laughs> found some. <laughs> I put needed to get rid of it. So. It was like the Powerpuff Girls. I just threw it in a pot. <laughs> Uh even during all of this, Savik is mostly concerned about Pon Far, which is really kinda weird. Yeah, this this yeah, the Pon Far stuff, like I guess the implication is that they fuck each other, right?
1: That's I mean, the implication. Like they, David yeah.
0: goes off to stop Klingons he doesn't know are Klingons, and Savik commits statutory rape. Yeah, Savik is like, well, he's gonna feel his his burning of his Vulcan blood, which means burning uh, of his Vulcan loins, his burning Vulcan dick, and uh, <laughs> and then she, I guess, fucks him because if they don't fuck, they die. So I mean, I guess like you have to. I mean, right? I mean, there's that's been like hand waved away, and that like that dumb fingertip thing they were doing is supposed yeah. to suppress it or whatever. But yeah, that, like yeah. that was like done later. It's obviously supposed to be.
1: Yeah, no. They he... had
0: sex sexual relations. Yeah. Because when you cut when they cut back, Spock is smoking a cigarette. <laughs> and she looks over and says, was it good for you, baby? Yeah. <laughs> but they're talking about touching fingertips. Uh. <laughs> the funny part about this movie, speaking of Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> is that uh, I can take him super seriously as Judge Doom? I don't have any problem yeah, with that. He's scary. But as I can't Judge take Doom. him seriously in this movie at all. As a he's, villain, he's not a Klingon. He's not acting like a Klingon. Oh. This and movie he, was wasted on him. His voice is like he's doing the Doc Brown voice. He just talks like him, and and like Klingons usually are very like, "I'm a, yeah, I'm a Klingon," you know, like yeah. He, he even says like "kapla." But he, yeah. he he mispronounces. He it? says it like he's from like Minnesota. He's like kapla. Like yeah, he says, says like, He's like where? What? Are you from America? Are you an American Klingon? <laughs> Even Worf is an American Klingon, and he says it better. He's a Russian. Klingon. Yeah, he's Russian. You're right. <laughs> You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right, bro. Um, <laughs> the Enterprise is still in terrible shape. They're still trying to get the same MacGuffin device from the last movie. Yeah. This whole movie seems a little bit like recycled ideas. Yeah, this movie is like in limbo. This movie is a, just a limbo movie where you're like, I know what's going to happen, so just get there. And not not only like I don't know, like obviously when the movie came out, Star Trek Four was after it uh, and nobody knew but like everybody knows when you're watching this movie that Spock is coming back like yeah. everybody knows absolutely so let's just get there <laughs> like I don't understand this whole like this movie is just like one scene after another of like let's just go already you know it's, it's like if this would have been phase two like they'd planned from the beginning yeah it would make sense to have this story in yeah. it. And you could tell it in like a two-parter or a one-parter even. It doesn't need to be a two-parter. The return of Spock. Right. And it would be out of the way and you could go on to further stories. But right. Because it's a movie series, they had to make a full-length movie. You have to. And you have to. But this this entire movie is just the end to two. Like this movie yeah. could have just been the end to two. Yeah. And it doesn't help that, like you said, the villain is fairly weak. There's no yeah. real like you don't care about the villain. He's just there. Yeah, he's just there to piss everybody off and like be mean. And it's like, alright, like <laughs> I mean he he absolutely says, I'm not gonna send him to my ship because you want it. Right. He's just a big bully. There are there is no reason though that like when, when Krug like blows up the grissom that like Starfleet should like if Starfleet gives a fuck about the Genesis planet like they fucking say they do they should have sent like a hundred ships to the Genesis planet and been like yo what are you doing <laughs> well, that would be have been fair. the f- that'd be the first fucking thing that they would do. To be fair, Starfleet <laughs> didn't know that the Grissom got blew up. For some reason, there's no like signal that gets sent. No, no, ship gets they don't. They don't. But they, if they did give a shit about the planet, they should have had ships around like monitoring. Yeah. You know what I mean? They should have had at least two ships, like one ship that was better outfitted for combat and when the you have science a science vessel. Right. When you have a secret base or something, what do you do? You put a fence around it. Yeah. <laughs> you don't just say, oh. Whatever, it's hidden, nobody'll find it. You know? Just send the one vessel out there. Send the one yeah. soldier, he'll take care of it. Yeah. Alright. Uh, we, we need to take another us? break, sorry. Oh. <laughs> Alright, we'll be back. In this third exciting chapter of the Star Trek Legacy, the crew must steal the Enterprise in hopes of finding
1: Spock. the We have found the life sign. It is a Vulcan child, Captain Spock. Klingon Bird of she's arming torpedoes. Fire, Mr. Scott.
0: Planet below.
1: I have three prisoners. Surrender your vessel.
0: So the Klingons. Whoa, whoa! <laughs> right back in. <laughs> Holy shit, okay. The Klingons are, like, sneaking up on the Enterprise. They're being very un-Klingon. Very yeah. original series Klingon. They're sneaking yeah. up. Sneaking. Because in the, the original smaller. series, the Klingons and the Romulans were basically the same. Yeah. They sneak up all cloaked. And the scene is supposed to be tense. Mm-hmm. But it's not for some reason. It fails at being tense for the audience. It's It fails at being tense because it's done so much better in 2. That's true. when the, when it's the reliant and they're like what the fuck is going on like nobody like nobody on the enterprise knows what's happening yeah, it's and not... it works so much more effectively it's not tense in the scene in 3 because nobody on the enterprise knows anything is happening at all right they're just like floating there like well when are we going to go down to the planet yeah it's there's no tension because of that yeah it's it's just dumb and like I don't know if you're supposed to, like, think it's tense because the Klingon ship is smaller or it's more dangerous for them or something, or maybe it's, like, a U-boat situation where it's, like, oh, you know, like, they're lurking, you know? But, like, I don't know. It just doesn't work. It doesn't. It doesn't. And then, so they shoot the Enterprise and they fuck it up. And the Enterprise fucks them up, but yeah, not as much. And they're kind of just floating there. And they're like, what's going on? There's it's a, two. It's fucking two. Yeah. Well, there's a scene where they demand <laughs> surrender back and forth. Like, "No, yeah. you surrender. No, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Kirk learns that Savick, David, and baby Spock are on the planet. Yeah, and Krug, Kruger, yeah. Command- says, Commander kill one. Commander Freddy one. Kruger. Commander Freddy Kruger says, kill somebody down there. Hostages, kill one. And uh, John Larroquette, not John Larroquette. <laughs> No, he's not there. <laughs> Another John Larroquette. <laughs> John Larroquette uh, in a different suit is there. Start, he starts to go for Savick like he's going to kill her, and then David says, No! And he jumps on top of him and wrestles him and gets stabbed to death. Yeah. And, like, maybe a, like one of the more, like, stupid deaths, but, like... David's death scene is almost as anticlimactic and poorly done as Tasha Yar's. It's... It's and, like, oh, that guy's dead, I guess. Yeah, Tasha Yar's death scene was done despite her actress because she quit the show. Yeah. And David's death scene is even more embarrassing yeah, than it's that. Yeah, awful. He gets, like, no moment. He's just done. Gone. Bye. There's not even, like, a close-up on his face when he dies or anything. They just, he yeah, just, he's, like, gets jumped on, stabbed, and then it cuts away to somebody else talking. He gets stabbed, and it's, like, a stunt double that gets stabbed. Like, it's not even him. <laughs> It's John Larroquette. <laughs> I wonder if anybody fucking listening to this podcast knows who John Larroquette is. <laughs> well, they have Google. They can look him they up. They can look him up. They probably Look up do. John Larroquette and then look up Gus Grissom and then look up, I don't know, whatever the fuck else. Tell, tell your fucking friends about M-Class Podcast, actually. <laughs> Forget all that. Just do that. Yeah. Listen to the show. Fuck. At, le- <laughs> At least Kirk's reaction to David's death scene. Is good. is good. It's good. That's it's a really good, good scene. Yeah, he's, it's uh, it's where he shows the most emotion that he's shown in yeah. probably the entirety of Kirk being on film. Yeah. And you feel for him, and everybody does a good job of being uh, both, they feel terrible for him when they're watching him, but it's also that awkwardness where they don't know what to do. Yeah, they're just stuck in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Which is super true to life, if you have ever been around somebody who just breaks down, you don't know what the fuck to do. It's all, yeah, yeah. If you're young, you'll be around it at some point. (laughs) It might even be you, you might even have a mental breakdown. That's true. Look forward to the future, kids. <laughs> so <laughs> tell your friends that M Class podcast. <laughs> so Kirk's new plan after he's done breaking down mm-hmm. is to beam away right as the Klingons board. Yeah, and have the auto destruct blow him up. He's and like, fuck he it. Com- he completely forgets there's no other way off the Genesis planet, and it's exploding. Yeah, he uh, he does he doesn't. He's not thinking, like, two steps ahead at this point. He's like, I, I don't care. He's like, fuck this. Yeah, I just want to kill these Klingons. Yeah, yeah. And who can blame him? They just killed his son that he met, like, a couple weeks ago. Which plays, like, which would have played so well later. Like, this is, like, such a missed opportunity in this movie with the Klingon villains. Is, like, they, they, say, um, they say at some point that Starfleet and the Klingons are discussing a possible peace yeah. with each other. And, like, instead of getting into that and, and saying, and, and having the Klingons be like, we don't condone Commander Krug's actions, and then having them go to Krug and be like, yo, get, find out what the fuck this thing is, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, there's none of that. All the political subterfuge is gone. Is gone, right? Which is, like, so necessary to Star Trek. And that would have worked so well later in, the, in, like, 6, where they, like, you know, do achieve peace with each other. Well, they, spoiler alert: There's like in six. Kirk has this animosity towards the Klingons because he's right. been fighting them for so long. Yeah, and I, I don't remember whether he brings up that the that Klingons killed his son or not. They do. Yeah, yeah, they do. Do they? Okay. Yeah, yeah. He. Yeah. Well, that would have been like a good time for that to happen. Right. Is like closer to that. They. Yeah. They. They could have. They could have just built the world a little more. I guess is my problem with this. Instead, it's it's just. We, it, it's just hurtling toward something we already know is happen, going to happen. Yeah. It's a foregone conclusion. So, uh, Kirk offers Commander Krug the Genesis device's secrets, which uh, I guess he has. Yeah. Uh, for beaming him and his crew up, but Krug is tired of this shit, and he beams everybody but Kirk up in Spock's body, and then Kirk and Krug have a very awkward fight scene while shit blows up. Yeah. Like, old man fight. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> And Krug uses a rock as a like a trampoline? Like a rock like <laughs> pushes him up into the air and he like Michael Jordan jumps like onto Kirk. Like Yeah, I don't know. That was one springy ass stone. Yeah. It's uh it's done dumbly. <laughs> the movie hasn't been building up to this for long, is the thing. It's only been right. like fifteen Ten or fifteen minutes. They only just met, met each, each other. other. Yeah, they like there's no it's yeah. There's no build up to it and the they fight. They shoot itself, their wad. They shoot their wad, man. Uh, the fight itself is so underwhelming as it's well. It's stupid. It's just it's so dumb. This whole movie is so stupid. And Krug just jumps <laughs> off a cliff at the end. He gets kicked in the face like four times and then he falls into a lava pit because, and you know, big action hero one liner. Oh, what does he say? I forget what he says. Is I've had enough of you! <laughs> like someone's grandpa. <laughs> I've had enough of you. Uh, the planet <laughs> blows the fuck up. It's really cool miniatures, really cool little mini sets and explosions, practical yeah. effects. Um, then they steal the bird of prey from the cat how, how do they get back on the bird of prey? I don't well, remember. the they... thing, Everybody's already on the bird of prey except Kirk and Spock's body. Mm. And S- Kirk picks up Commander Krug's... Trans, uh, His communicator. It, communicator. yeah, And starts yelling Klingon into it. And then he gets beamed up. So that so that means beam me up, I guess? I guess. And <laughs> the guy was like, well, that doesn't sound like crude, but I guess I'll just beam him up anyway. <laughs> this computer that, you know, its only job is to tell what a <laughs> thing is, says that they're humans and a Vulcan and two Vulcans. But maybe I'll beam him up. <laughs> <laughs> they... They get on the ship, and, like, Kirk points his phaser at John Larroquette, John Larroquette <laughs> has his disruptor, and there's a room full of Starfleet people around him that all had yeah. weapons, too, but for some reason, he was in control up until that moment. Right. And like, now that there's one more guy with a phaser, he puts his phaser down. That's it. Now, yep. Yeah. And he says that he wants to die for his dishonor, and Kirk's uh-huh. like, I'll kill you later. Yeah. He gets a nice little jokey one-liner off after his son's death is avenged. Yeah. <laughs> and they steal the bird of prey and hightail it to Vulcan to get to the ceremony on Mount uh, Salea. Saleya. Yep. Uhura is already there with Sarek. I imagine that was awkward as fuck for. A Sarek, really can long I hitch time. a ride to Vulcan with you? <laughs> Nobody's going to arrest me for being extremely incompetent or aiding and <laughs> abetting these fucking mutineers, but uh, you know Well it was Sarek's idea. That's I guess Seric's That's up what until I that kept point, saying. I was like, couldn't Sarek just be like, yo, these, these guys are fine because I'm the fucking ambassador yeah. of like I'm a huge important guy. Sarek had plausible deniability up until that point, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, up until he knew that Kirk was bringing the body back. If it didn't work out, he could just be like, I don't know anything about that. Yeah, I have no idea, right? Yeah. <laughs> These crazy humans and their emotions. Ridiculous. <laughs> so, they, so they carry Spock's body up literally a million stairs mm-hmm. to this really cool ass, awesome set. Yeah. Which has sweet matte paintings all around it. It looks beautiful. It's cool, yeah. And then a grandma Vulcan is there. Grandma Vulcan, and she which they would later uh, parody in Futurama as the Frog Lady. Oh yeah, <laughs> she has the same like headdress and everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, she asked Bones if he wants to go through with the ceremony, as it's dangerous, and Bones says, "Sure."
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: and he's a good guy. The ceremony takes for fucking ever. Yeah. Like a day passes or something. It's like all night. It's like a it's like a sweat. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you go you take peyote and you sit in a hot thing. That could have been the whole ceremony, really. That might have been it. I don't know. I'm not Vulcan. Yeah. Who knows? There's some there's some pretty sexy Vulcan ladies in this scene. You're big into around. Vulcan ladies and I I'm I'm I understand. So I I'm picking up what you're saying. <laughs> you're picking up what I'm putting down. Yeah. The reunion at the end of the movie is heartwarming. It's yeah, it's good. It's a good reunion, although like you keep expecting Spock to smile, even though you know that shouldn't happen. Right, and it's a little awkward that he doesn't. But he can't. That's not you can't put it in there. Yeah, it's tough. It's a tough like line you have to walk with that, right? Like because you, you like yeah you can't have him be like my friends because he's not Love like that. You. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually watched uh, the second episode of Star Trek: The Original Series last mm-hmm. night, and I watched the I watched the uh, the cage, and then I watched the first episode. Yeah, and Spock just laughs and smiles all the yeah, time. Yeah, it's like so ridiculous. Weird. It's like it's stupid. And they technically didn't know all that shit's still canon. So yeah, they didn't know, man. They're just like, we don't know. <laughs> I, we don't know what's gonna be in the series. Whatever. <laughs> we don't know what we're doing. John Larroquette's not here yet. We don't oh have a ground. We don't have John Larroquette now. <laughs> I'm sorry, I gave you that fun fact. I, I'm, it's not so fun anymore, Josh. I'm seriously impressed by that. <laughs> yeah. That's all. Well, I'm glad I can impress you once in my life. <laughs> So that's like the end of the movie. That like, that's the that's end it. of the movie. The movie has ended, and they say we gotta go back to Starfleet now. <laughs> yeah, you don't get to see the aftermath, which I think would be fun. But I guess you get to see it in the next one. You so. get to see it in the next one. So you gotta watch four now. So th- this is the trilogy, right? But it's really, it's really not a trilogy in no. my opinion. It's like a two and a half a G. Like. Yeah. If it's this like, was the ending movie to a trilogy and that was it, I would be fucking furious. But, I mean, two, three, and four are a trilogy because they all connect to each other. Yes. So, like, two and four are great movies and three is the half where you're like, this is not a a good movie. It's not a complete movie. No. Like, like I said, it's like an extended episode. Yeah. It, it's just, it's a it's a foregone conclusion that takes an hour and a half. Or like, if this long. story needed to happen in, like, the Avengers movies or something, they'd push that shit off into, like, Thor 3 or something. Yeah. Yeah. Thor 8. Whatever one's coming like, out Like, I don't... Now. I don't even know, like, what... Like, I don't know how to, like... What to compare this with. Like, I don't even know... Like I don't know either. It's they treated they treated this movie like they treat the television series, and that you can make one part that's just a stepping stone to another. Yeah, but that's not how movies work. No, this is like the exception to the rule of like a trilogy where like the three act uh, uh, story structure is like totally defied by these three movies. Like, oh, yeah. The the first movie being Star Trek two and the last movie being Star Trek four are exceptional and the middle one sucks. <laughs> like it's so weird. It's like why? Like I don't. It's weird. I don't know it's why. It's the Exact opposite of the way that normally works. Yeah, out, which I yeah. guess is also true of the way people feel about uh, the Indiana Jones trilogy. Right. Yeah, that's true. Indiana, that's a good point, Indiana Jones. Yeah. I think all three of them are good. So you like two a lot. I like I two because like two it reminds me of being a kid. That's I do like two a lot. I think it's a good story. It has a different tone than the yeah. others, but I still think it's a good movie. And it's also a prequel. Yeah, <laughs> so it, that defies it as well. Yeah, weird. It's the Star Trek trilogy is strange in that it starts at two anyway. But yeah, because one is sort of just you don't even need to watch it like at all. No, one and I has would no say bearing on the others, it's almost like a different dimension or something yeah, that's it's happening. Strange. It's I would say like you don't need to watch this movie, but you do. Like you have to, because you gotta get to four. So you gotta watch it. So I you don't just I don't guess you have to watch it you, if you know what happens in it already. Because yeah, but, you, you, there's like plot points that you need to know for the fourth one. Yeah. You need to know that he's an idiot or or not an idiot, but he's like brain damaged and he's not himself at the end and I mean I guess he can go into four, like I don't know. If, if you've, you've never seen 3 and you skipped it, you wouldn't know what the fuck was going on. Yeah, you'd on be like why do they have a bird of prey? Like what? What? <laughs> like what the fuck? Why is Starfleet so mad at them? Yeah, what's going on? Like you wouldn't know. Why is Spock alive? What's going yeah. on? It's just you have to watch it, but like I don't recommend it. You know what I mean? Like I don't, no. I don't, I don't think it's good. If it's we're at the recommendation state already, I would say I don't recommend it as well. It's actually, I'd say we of, are. It's actually kind of a boring movie. Honestly. It is boring, it's, and I, like, I say this saying that I really like the motion picture. So yeah, <laughs> I mean at least the motion picture like, uh, has like a point to it, I guess. Like they they do something in it. This and you don't know what's gonna happen like at the end like you're kind of it's kind of a mystery this is like there's no mystery to this like you know what's happening they show you Spock as a as a a, a thing like immediately in this movie mm-hmm. it's not like they go to the Genesis planet and they're like oh Spock is here whoa it's not a it's not that at all they they like ruin it they ruin the surprise so much more could have been done with this movie as well if like even if you're just going to continue using the Klingons, like you said, you could tie it into like the build-up towards the Kittimer records. Yeah, yeah, and that's... have like political like subterfuge going on in the background and stuff like the right. Federation doesn't want Kirk and his crew there, and right. the Klingons are saying they don't want crew right. their crew there, but and that's... it would put it would put the Federation in a weird spot, which is always what happens with the federation because the federation is like trying always to do the right thing and that's not always clear yeah but instead it's the federation looks like they're a bunch of idiots yeah it would make sense for the federation to be timid about the genesis planet if it was like contested or something by right. klingons like maybe the klingons it was in their space slightly or something well maybe maybe what they all they needed to do was just have the klingons be there and then have the federation say like we don't know what to do because, like, if we go there, we're going to start a war because that's what happens. Like, Yeah, exactly. They're not supposed to be there, and and they don't, you know. So it puts them in that sort of Captain Picard situation where he faces off with the Romulans, and it's like, who's going to blink first, you know? And that would be a really interesting movie, but yeah. as it stands, it's just the slow, slow buildup to finally having Spock back alive and some weird side story about an angry guy who it's- wants a device. It it's basically like you're just watching Leonard Nimoy go to the bank to cash his whatever million dollar <laughs> check that he his got for secret doing this. Million dollar his check. secret million dollar check. It's 1984. They probably gave him like three million dollars to do this I don't to direct know, it. I don't he, know. I do know that behind the scenes there was a shit ton of friction because everybody was like pissy that one of their co stars was directing now, mm-hmm. and nobody yeah. wanted to listen to what he had to say for a yeah. while. But everybody eventually got used to it. Yeah, he's good. He's good at it. Yeah, he is a good director, even if this movie is not his most shining example. Well, he he writes and directs four, and he also writes six. Which are both great movies. They're great. So way to go, Leonard Nimoy. We have to go to four now. Thank God. Thank God. (laughs) So stuff happens in 4. I'm excited for that again. 4 is great. 4 is great. I, well, <laughs> we're at the recommendation stage for 4, so I recommend it. <laughs> we skipped over talking about 4, and we're just recommending it. Now we'll talk about it next time. What's next? So, uh, if you haven't seen Star Trek 3, uh, don't, I guess. Unless you're planning on watching 4, then do. I would say you have to, I, and that might make it suck more. But j- like, you have to watch three. You, I mean, you just have to. Yeah. If you're gonna watch four, you have to watch three. I guess if you're listening to this podcast, it really wouldn't make much sense if you haven't seen the movie yet. Yeah, I mean, you should have watched it when we we paused the podcast and said go watch it. That's when <laughs> we you gave watched. you time. Yeah, you had plenty of time. You had a full like 20 seconds of dead air <laughs> to pause during. Uh, Why don't we uh, respond to some emails from some of our many fans? Let's take a break and we'll do that. Oh my god, another one? I know. I'm a stickler. All right. Jim.
1: Your name is Jim. Yes. Yes.
0: So let's move on to some emails. Emus. Mails. Some some email from Zeal coming up first. Okay, I know them from Twitter. The only person who ever favorites anything we tweet. Thank you. Yeah. Says, what's up, dude? What's up? Loving the podcast so far. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) My questions for you are, what Star Trek alien race is your favorite? And if you existed in the Star Trek universe and you weren't human, what alien race would you be? Also, Ooh. you should make a shirt-it shirt. I'd buy it. <laughs> then we'd have to make an I'd buy it shirt, too. <laughs> so this is a whole fucking hole. I'd buy it. Shirt-it. That's coming. Well, I think I know who your favorite race is, Jeff. Uh, do you now? I think I do. Because I you I'm, do. The Vulcans. Yeah, my favorite race is the Vulcans, and that's also the race I would want to be. The Vulcans are awesome. Yeah, because people think about not having emotions as being like, oh my god, you wouldn't be able to feel any of this, but could you imagine how fucking peaceful that would be to not be getting angry all well, the time? Well, they have them, but they just suppress them, yeah. right? So, like, like you that's find a really peace. useful tool. <laughs> yeah, you, you can just, you constantly are peaceful, and yeah. you have cool psychic abilities, and you're stronger than anyone else in the Star Trek universe. Yeah, Vulcans are pretty awesome. I'm gonna go with Andorians are awesome. Really? I like them a lot because of Enterprise, and there's there's some really cool Andorian shit in that show. Uh, I don't know if I would be them. I guess so. They're cool. They're blue. They got antennas. Their hair is cool. Yeah, but what can they do exactly? The, well, they're the Andorians, like... Andorians... The only Andorians I've ever seen were in the original series where they mostly just said two lines and fucked off. They're kind of like... They're just like humans. Like, they're not they don't have really remarkable abilities. There are some, there is a psychic sect of them. Um, They're like albino and they look, they're like super white blue Mm. and they they have telepathic powers, but like, they're sort of just regular and they're just real emotional like we are, but they're, they're just blue and have cool antennas. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I wouldn't pick like trill or anything. No, like, I don't want a gross ass worm hanging outside yeah, of me. Yeah, I don't want like a tequila worm in my stomach. That's <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> it's gross. You wouldn't be a Ferengi? I would not be a Ferengi. You wouldn't want to be five foot tall. With well, Mike giant and I have teeth. been doing Mike and I have been doing Grand Nagus impressions all day today. So <laughs> I fucking love the Grand Nagus. <laughs> He's awesome. <laughs> 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 That's really good. <laughs> Thank you. You should hear Mike. Mike, do the... Do the... the internet's not ready. <laughs> They're not ready. He says. You just Quark! let everybody know that Mike's there. Yeah, he's here. Shit. He's, our, he's in our studio audience tonight. Mike is the studio <laughs> audience tonight. <laughs> he's going to the bathroom. All right. We have to wait for Mike to get back. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Go watch Star Trek 3 again. <laughs> Don't do that. No, so I'd be a Vulcan, and I guess Josh should be an Andorian so. I mean, I don't know. You like, don't want to be a Klingon and just drink and fight all day? No, because I'd want to be in the Federation because you get sweet benefits. Oh, you can be in the Federation if you're a Klingon. Yeah, I guess I have to be orphaned, though, because my parents died at Kittimer. <laughs> you can just join. Like, Nog joined, and he was a Ferengi, and you he have wasn't. to have You have to have a recommendation from a command-level officer, which I don't know any of those. Do you? I'd be a command-level officer. <laughs> Alright. You would recommend me? Maybe, then. I'd recommend you. Maybe. I don't know. Not human, though. I don't want to be human anymore. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. Also, Andorian women are, like, real forward. I'm real into that, so. Yeah, we learned that about Nichelle Nichols earlier in you. Yeah. So. If, so, yeah. if a woman pulls a gun on you, you're into it I'm already. like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> yeah, I would go with Vulcan. I gotta say, though, if I was gonna be in Star Trek, I'd want to be a human. Like, Earth is fucking sick in the future. Yeah, you could just live there, though. Yeah. You could live on the moon, you could live on Mars. Exactly, you could live fucking anywhere. There's star bases all over the fucking place. Yeah, but I'd want to be in Starfleet. You'd, I, yeah, I would, too, definitely. I would definitely uh, want to be in Starfleet. I yeah. think we've talked about that before, <laughs> like, what we would do in Starfleet and everything. Yeah. I don't know if somebody asked us on the show or not, but... Maybe they will next week. Maybe maybe they will now. (laughs) What's the next question? Our next question is from Mackenzie, who says, "Uh, What is the first thing you do in the holodeck? (laughs) Oh, man, I don't know. What's the first thing you would do in the holodeck? This is a loaded question. (laughs) This is a very loaded question. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Mackenzie's old enough for the answer (laughs) to this one. I know who Mackenzie is. Uh, whatever you think we would do is probably the right answer. Probably the right answer. I don't know. Maybe I would do the Klingon Fight Those Monsters program. I'll fight the fucking Skeletor. <laughs> yeah, Fight the Skeletor Man. That would be fun. That would be fun. And DS9, they do like historical recreations where they fly like the Battle yeah. of Britain and they I gotta do, say, like... I'd probably do like the Armand Bashir, James Bond. No, simulation. they do the Spy. Yeah, yeah. I'd probably do that one. I'll tell you what, I wouldn't fun do. fun as hell. I would not do, uh, what's his name? Dick, whatever the fuck, from uh, Picard's Oh yeah, fuck. What is that? What's his name? name? Ah, shit. (sighs) Shit. We're all not remembering it right now. Ah. Holodeck. (laughs) I'm typing it in. (laughs) Picard. Holodeck. Let's see. God, I know this. The Big Goodbye is the name of the book. Dixon Hill. Dixon Hill. Yeah, I would. That'd be fucking sweet. I, I'm not into that shit. I am. I'm huge. And plus, every time they go into it, it turns into a real fucking thing. Oh, well, that's every time they go into the holodeck. I also <laughs> wouldn't go into a Sherlock Holmes novel. But Sherlock Holmes. A Sherlock Holmes novel. I'm, I'm like big fucking into detective stories and stuff, so I'd be all about that. I don't want to fucking have to trap Moriarty inside of a Matrix computer. <laughs> Fuck that. Just don't get on the fucking Enterprises one then, because it comes to life every time. Who's in charge of maintenance on the Enterprise holodeck? A fucking wizard? (laughs) It's fucking uh, Lieutenant Reginald (laughs) Barkley. Barkley's like, ah, fuck it. He's like, fuck it, I'm going to turn it to real. (laughs) They're going to know about my addiction one way or another. (laughs) This is a cry for help. Uh, our next question. Next question. <laughs> is from Graham, who's a friend of mine. Ah, uh, hi, Graham. Who said, uh, do you think the addition of hologram porn added a level of realism to Deep Space Nine? We just avoided this in the last question. <laughs> Did, no, that's a great question, though. Did it add a level of realism? Yeah. Yes, because absolutely. you're allowed to talk about... Deep Space Nine talks about sex a lot more openly and and uh, honestly, I guess, and, and like... They talk about like all kinds of different sex, like lesbian sex. Like yeah, it's it, and for like 1995. I know it was the 90s, and like that stuff was like becoming more and more acceptable. Um, yeah, that episode where uh, Dax meets the old, like the new host of one of Dax's old flames, yeah. and like yeah. they, they share that lesbian kiss is the yeah. second lesbian kiss on television history. Yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a great it's a great show for that, and like I think. Having, like, an, a, basically a pimp, a holographic pimp, be like yeah. in the show is like funny. It adds like a level of, of humor. And I it's mean, just funny. It's just funny to think about guys like going and fucking holograms. And how paying good are for these it. holograms, you know? Oh, uh, they're probably, dude, they're probably awesome. I don't doubt it. Like, how does, how does like procreation happen in the future? Yeah, I don't know. I guess maybe you get sick of fucking holograms. I guess. I, I mean, don't know I, how, but I guess. I knows I wouldn't, but. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they hint at that shit in The Next Generation. Like, yeah. When they find out that Barkley has his fucking obsession. Yeah, they're and a little they weird They see Dr. Crusher and Deanna Troy in there. They're like, oh, my God. Yeah. Well, they do it what on these Space What is he doing? 9. That one guy, uh, Jeffrey Combs, plays that one alien who wants to fuck Kira. Yeah, so he commissions yeah. the holodeck simulation of her. Yeah. That ends up with Quark's face. Quark's face, yeah. <laughs> It's great. Uh, so, yeah, it does add a level of realism, Yeah, you honestly. can't talk about, like, you can't have a show about humanity and, and just ignore sex. Like, that's, like, a big part of being a human being. <laughs> There's, like, sex talked about in The Next Generation as well, but it's always, like, the let's blah, 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 that type of right. talk, and then they cut away. Right, it's, like, TV uh, talk. It's TV a little bit more talk. honest than Deep Space yeah. Nine. And I'll say that about Deep Space Nine in general is... Uh, Like, they round out things about the world of Star Trek. They make it seem more three-dimensional. They polish, like, the edges, and the whole universe seems a little more, like, uh, grounded in some sort of reality. it seems more alive and, like, full of stuff. Yeah, It's like, uh, I found this cool blog called Food Replicator, (laughs) Uh, that's, that's a great name. That hasn't been in active forever, I guess. But if you're mm. listening to this food replicator lady, get back on that. That shit yeah. was awesome. That's a but that's a great name. It's t- it's like filled with the recipes that they eat in Star yeah. Trek. Like the first oh. thing that they made on that she made on it was plume- uh plummy broth soup. Yeah, the plummy broth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that Spock heaves against a wall when he has gone yeah. far. And it was... <laughs> to give him chicken noodle soup for his <laughs> pan far? I didn't know that. It's like, uh th- they make everything, like Ractagino, Bloodwine. Like, I would drink stuff the shit from... out of Ractagino. Oh, fuck yeah. All that's that like shit comes super from coffee. Beach Base 9, because that's where everything got rounded out more. Yeah, yeah. You got to see more of the day-to-day stuff. Canar, do they make that fish, that oh, fucking yeah. fish drink? Oh, yeah, Ugh. there's some canar on there. Ugh. <laughs> you gotta try it, you don't know. I'm gonna try to make it. Uh, Our next question is from Patty, P-A-D-D-Y. Okay. says, hey, what would be the best and worst movies or series or particular episodes to watch while smoking space weed? (laughs) Uh, Sorry, wrong show. I don't... (laughs) Also, when will Josh be fired? Sorry, wrong show again. And then he has uh, Uh. what I assume I'm supposed to now say... Oh that, oh, nice job. That was good. That's also the wrong show. Uh, seriously though, drugs. What to watch <clears> and <throat> on what kind of substance? Great show looking forward to hearing more. I have never watched a single star Star Trek. Not a single one, but this podcast might convert me. I mean, I don't know. I'm not I'm not a huge uh, s- smoker of weed, but like I from my experiences, I've done it. I would say don't watch Deep Space Nine High. It's too serious. Uh that shit you, gets like legit tense as fuck yeah, sometimes. Like enjoy that show like sober because it's good. But you could watch like uh the next generation high. Like you could totally do that. Yeah, the first two seasons, definitely. Yeah, definitely the first two seasons and Voyager <laughs> and Voyager. Mike's on the podcast. Yeah, he's coming. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna we're weeding them onto him slowly. <laughs> he's, he's <laughs> slowly. <laughs> And right. Voyager you could watch just like drunk and high because like who you gives should a shit? just get fucking smashed if you're yeah. going to have to sit and watch Voyager. Yeah. Just go crazy. Just do whatever you want and enjoy your life. Yeah, do it. Yeah. Have fun. Good luck have fun. Our next question <laughs> is from Tad. Tad. Who I think we both know from Twitter. Okay. I don't remember. Said, uh, Tad's beard. Sorry. Right. <laughs> uh, Josh knows you. He's pretending. Uh, who's a better Star Trek, Jeff or Josh? Who's a better Star Trek? I don't know. I that's think that's a good question. I think knowing John Larroquette was in Star Trek Three <laughs> makes Jeff a better that. Star Trek. <laughs> I, I don't know. Gonna... I know a shitload about Star Trek, but I know a lot I didn't about Night Court. You know a lot about Night Court. I'd say it's pretty even because we've talked to each other like for hours about this shit. Oh yeah, neither of us ever tires out about it. We just talk about yeah. it for fucking ever. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm not i am not going to say myself. I'm going to say... I mean, this dude knew that fucking John Larroquette was... Was His name is Maltz, by the way. His, oh, you know character. his name is Maltz. I looked so it up. I just looked it up. I looked it up. It was John Larroquette. <laughs> <laughs> his character's name is Maltz. It's even. I'd say we're even. We got about the same... We'd be the same it's, Starfleet rank. Yeah, it's a, it's a wash, I would say. Uh, follow-up question. Why is the best Star Trek Mike Stoklasa for Red Letter Media? <laughs> 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 he's not even on the podcast yet. Maybe maybe he will be. Yeah. <laughs> he is my best friend. Uh, uh I'm sure he probably does know more. Yeah, he's crazy. Yeah. He, we have never done like hour long like 2-3 hour long reviews of the movies yet. We're on yeah. our way. Yeah. He's he's uh he's he's knowledgeable. <laughs> our next question. Mm -hmm. is uh, from Jared Hendrickson. Okay. Sounds like a fake name. Yo, what's up? It's Josh Henderson. I mean Jarek Hendrickson. There you go. (laughs) Simple question. Favorite villains? Examples being Klingons, Cardassians, Borg, Romulan, Ferengi? Uh, My favorite villain in all of Star Trek? Uh, Goldicott. Goldencott's fucking great he's great he is absolutely great uh, I mean you can't beat the Borg because they're just so ridiculously I was gonna say if I had to pick a race to be the best villain yeah. I'd probably pick the Borg yeah like the Borg are horrifying like, oh yeah like the best of both worlds is fucking amazing yeah and it really makes the Borg seem like this horrible unstoppable threat the Borg are like the Borg make First Contact a good movie because like there's nothing that anyone can do they're just like we're fucked and that's great like that's great that's a great villain, though, when, like, a yeah. villain shows up and they're so overwhelmingly superior that it's just like, well, we're fucked. They're just a virus and, like, you're just, you don't, you're just done. That's it. I do have a soft <laughs> spot for, like, the underhanded, fucking subterfuge, backstabbing Romulans. Romul- Romulans, yeah. Yeah. The Klingons, like, kind of aren't villains anymore. Like no. you, Like, they're not, like, bad guys anymore, so, like... They try to recapture that a little bit in Deep Space Nine. When they the, do it in the game, the, uh, and, like, later... Non-canon stuff—they kind of become bad guys again, um but they're not. They're, I think they're not hateable. Backwards. It's not. It's not. Yeah. good For the narrative. Yeah, they're they're not hateable. You know, like you don't hate you you like the Klingons. You don't hate the Klingons. Absolutely. I mean, you can meet some villainous dickhole Klingons, but most of the Klingons you meet are like cool ass dudes. Like yeah. Kang yeah. There's some awesome Klingons. Yeah. Or like in Deep Space Nine, I really like Martok. I think he's a really Martok great is awesome. He's, he's a great addition to the cast. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> uh, so I guess that answers your question. <laughs> we talked about all of them, but... Uh, our next question is from uh, OK Harvey. Okay. Who says, why is your email address mclassemail at gmail.com instead of mclasspodcast at gmail.com? Because it was taken! Why do you ask so many fucking questions? Why do you think... M- J.P. Harvey, whatever your name is. That was it. MK that Ultra. Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was taken. <laughs> that was the easiest question so far. That was easy. Next one. <laughs> Our next question is from uh, Mac. Okay, I just dodged a bullet. Can you give a short rundown of why you aren't into the new movies? No. Also, <laughs> love the cast. Keep up the good work. If There's you read this sh- on the cast, please don't say my last name. That was close. I almost said it. <laughs> that was close. Uh, no, there's no short rundown. Like that's like a, it's a whole. I mean, it's and we're gonna get there eventually. Like, yeah. We're not going to watch the original series movies, then next gen, then go back and watch like right. the series from the beginning. We're going to do next gen and then the reboot movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not that far in the future when we'll sit down and actually hash yeah. out why. And those podcasts will be seven hours long. Oh my God. We might have to release those in parts. <laughs> that we might seriously, <laughs> which is fine. I mean, it's our podcast. We can do whatever the fuck we want with yeah. it. But uh, yeah, we're uh, we're sorry about that. But there's no short eventually. answer. There's just no way. Like, there's no way. <laughs> and our last question. Yeah, is, we're finally almost done. Woo! <laughs> uh, <laughs> our next question is from Smess McSme- Smesserson, Okay, that that's, sounds like definitely a fake name. That's a real name. That's <laughs> Swedish. If you had access to a replicator, how would you abuse it? Oh my god. Well, the replicators, you can't abuse them, right? Because the food that they make is a facsimile of the food, like a real food. So yeah. everything you eat has nutritional value to it. Like... Like, you could eat, like, a chocolate cake, and it has, like, the stuff that you need to survive in it. Which right? is the most beautiful future I can possibly imagine. Right. You could eat, like, an entire chocolate cake and, like, probably not gain too much weight from that. Like, you'd See, probably be okay, you know? I talk about this a lot, about how much I wish I lived in the Star Trek future. Yeah. But it is literally, like, the most amazing science fiction future in all of fiction. Yeah, it's like heaven, man. Like It is. Like, the replicator has made money worthless. What? Yeah. Like, what would I? What would you replicate the most? Maybe is what he's asking. Mm. Um, tea. I love tea a lot. <laughs> honestly, Chai tea pro- honestly, all day long. Probably ice cream. Ice cream. <laughs> I would probably be replicating different flavors of ice cream all the time. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe steak. I'd probably be replicating yeah. steaks. Like all you could replicate the a steak, and it would be like Ooh, this is good. Like all the fucking time, people say on the shows that like real food tastes a little better yeah they always say like they can tell the difference but i fuck that man if i could just replicate food whenever that's what i'd be doing i always think of it as like like you said steak right like i think of it as like having a steak at like a five-star restaurant as opposed to the to the replicator which would be like having a steak at like uh applebee's you know, mm. and I'm not shitting on Applebee's. Maybe like, like a steak, a at, steak. Like, outback or something. Yeah, outback. Yeah, yeah right. Like like, some sort of like steak that's not going to cost you fifty dollars. Right. Like it's just. But I mean, in quality, right? Like, yeah. in, like, like real food to them is sort of like, uh, like a five star restaurant quality. As like the replicator is just kind of like a outback or applebee's food and i'm not saying that that their food's not good like i'll it's, eat it it's good it's like good food but it's not like the best food. right right which is fine i'd be fine with that especially if it gives if you free. all the nutrients you could ever need yeah if it's free and it doesn't like kill you fuck it why not right honestly i gotta <laughs> say i drink like way too much soda yeah like, way too much. So I'd probably be replicating soda all the time. i never... Like, I'm drinking a soda right now because I the caffeine I need inside of it, but I rarely <laughs> drink soda. I'm drinking one right now, and I drink one every day, all the time. I, I have one a week, maybe. Maybe. Yo, my kidneys are screaming. <laughs> well, mine are, too, because of alcohol, but, <laughs> you know. Uh, your liver's taking the brunt of that. Yeah, well, they'll give me a new one once they replicate me one. <laughs> yeah, they'll just replicate you a new one. <laughs> yeah. That it. So, what's we next? Did get, we did get some messages on Twitter. Somebody said that they're having fun watching the movies with us. Oh, I saw that just and now. And a lot of them are being watched for the first time. That's from uh, Jason Whitcomb. Yes, I'm going to so, favorite it. Boom. Right yeah. There. yeah. Did you did favorite it, it from M Class? Uh, no, I did it from mine. All right, I'm favoriting from M Class. <laughs> I'm going to retweet it too, so everybody knows. Yeah, me too. This is good listening for everybody. Yeah, we're doing homework on the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's it for M class podcast this week, everybody. We did a good job. <laughs> and I say I say this week like we haven't missed entire weeks between. the was going only missed like one or two. That's fine. It's not a weekly podcast. It's a whenever we feel like it podcast. Yeah. So the next time we all convene for class, we're going to be going over the finer points of Star Trek IV. Yep. So it's I hope, be good. hope you're ready for that shit, everybody. I'm excited. Me too. I'm ready. I'm haven't ready to watch it, a good movie. I haven't seen it in like 10 years. So. I've watched it maybe like a month ago. Well, you're going to be more refreshed on this shit than I am. I've seen probably four of the most out of all of them. Did you know that John Larroquette's in it? <laughs> Is he? Is he, he, he Maltz? He plays Captain Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we have an email address that you guys can send your questions to, like the ones we answered on this episode. It's mclassemail at gmail.com. You can ask us why it's called that. (laughs) Or you can just listen to this again, because we answered it already. (laughs) Uh, You can follow us on Twitter, at mclasspodcast. And I don't think we said this in the last episode because it wasn't true yet. Yeah, We're on iTunes now. Yes. So uh, go to iTunes and leave us some cool reviews. Review. It doesn't have to be positive. It could be yeah, negative. You can tell us that we're a big pile of shit. I'd rather know than not know. Yeah. I mean, we already kind of know, honestly. <laughs> I might call you a fuck face on the show, but <laughs> it's it's helping in the end. It's, it's it's a growth. It's a needed growth. It's It's much needed. <laughs> so thanks for tuning in this week, and we'll see you next week. Thank you. See ya. Bye.